Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information. Welcome to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. I'm Frankie Tees. The Darkness Within, La Luz de Mundo, La Oscuridad de La Luz de Mundo was the original title. It's a documentary in 2023 on Netflix released out of Canada, September 28, by Mescla Production Company. And it's a gut-wrenching documentary of the true stories of survivors abused by three generations of La Luz de Mundo church leaders. Director Carlos Perez Osorio put it together And I say very well done, because the story honored the effort of these Jane Doe's coming forward. can't even begin to imagine the amount of strength it took to tell the world these atrocities. And I personally want to say thank you if any of you are listening. I've been reporting on and following the story since the trial began in 2022. More on that later. A special note about the Jane Doe who started testimony and then ended her life not in the show in the latter part. I just want to say up top here, rest in peace, Karen Liam, who according to the cinemaholic.com, died in her San Pedro apartment September 7th, 2022. She was 55 years old. Quote of her husband, Jose Guermo, is worth repeating. Quote, she had such a need to know why these things were allowed in a spiritual place that she wanted to face God and ask him where he was when these things happened, end quote. And she has joined many who take their own lives in light of religious sexual child abuse. I'm so sorry to the family of Karen Liam. May you find peace in this life and publicly denounce the church for all to hear. The film, according to imdb.com, is starring Elias Argentier and Nason Joaquin Garcia, who was shown before and after prison sentencing in Los Angeles, California in 2022. And he's shown touring all the locations of the church around the world. And the building of those locations, which are incredibly ornate, like Catholic churches. Check that out in the documentary. Multiple members' testimonials of the Jane Doe's who brought Joaquin Garcia to trial and narration to move the story along with information on social media and press throughout the hundred busy years of this church around the world. And the story is gruesome. I'll review the extremely disturbing story told in the second docuseries I've seen about Luz de Mundo, also referred to as LLDM. While saying you need to watch this one if you can, I'll just be skimming the outline here, okay? Getting the details straight is what these storytellers did, and they took it right from the accusers. It was shown with grace and respect towards them. I was barely triggered as a sexual abuse survivor. But it is hard to watch. The Light of the World Church is based internationally in Mexico, but has a location in Los Angeles, where the modern apostle of Jesus Christ named Nason Joaquin Garcia lived before jail. People within the church who were abused came forward as Jane does in an attempt to stop the generational factory of sex abuse of minors continuing in the church under the guise of salvation or damnation. This church is extreme. Make no mistake about this. 
the large families which make up congregations are given messages of who is chosen to be unconditional, quote marks. Those are the people who are in the beginning of the inner circle, who are told who to marry and who are given life instructions, and they will do anything they are told by the apostle. A younger group is called the blessings. Young women are chosen to tend to the apostle of Jesus Christ in his personal life, travel, and daily goings-on, like helping him brush his teeth or giving him your virginity. That's the biggest gift you can give is one of the narratives to the apostle. The chosen girls were told this, led to his bed by a cousin, friend, or groomer. He then was easily able to be the monster who raped the girl who never had a chance. Afterwards, the attendant would show him a cloth marked with blood so the apostle would know he had taken her virginity. That was very important to this very twisted and ravenous individual, as it is in many churches. The children were public servants dressed in a nun's type of attire, carrying things for him, making the life of the apostle everything he needed to be the representative of Christ here on earth. The plainness with which this documentary shows the propaganda narrative, which makes families offer their young women to this man, is incredibly powerful. I hope it isn't too subtle for audiences to understand. This generational grooming takes place in many churches, only the inner circle fully understanding the horror which lasts a lifetime. Groups of these girls called the blessings all around the world, shown ready and waiting during the documentary at each location the apostle traveled to. And not only did he document things on film, he could make them do anything he wanted. And his ferocious appetite seemed to know no bounds, including incest and bestiality, all under the auspices of heaven and the Holy Spirit. The doc makes one thing very clear. One man rules them all. First Aaron, then Samuel, then brother Nason Joaquin Garcia in this modern day. The megachurch is based in Mexico with locations in Guadalajara and Jalisco, and they have taken the time to create much media and propaganda as well as internet communication platforms. They have 58 total locations. It's a hundred years now, and as they reach their centennial, it is culminating in full exposure of the horrific ideas the church has been built upon. A Catholic spin-off, it's stated as a reinstatement of primitive Christian church. Kids growing up in it hear things like, you're going to hell because you don't believe in the apostle. There is a uniform and structure to life in the church who look like an army dressed all in white and all comply with influences from every direction to do so. It's a closed-in society, and this was clearly shown in the documentary. I like how clear it was in the church service videos and the servitude that is shown towards the apostle. When Nason Joaquin Garcia took over at the death of his father, whole groups coming in on Zoom calls saying, We belong to you, Nason. We belong to you, Nason. 
quite a statement. They believed the apostle performing baptism allowed people to start from zero, quote marks. God chose him to be the apostle of Jesus Christ here on earth. Questioning him was a sin, they say. With this 100-year-old church's sex cult inside of it, described by one Jane Doe in this doc as the inner circles of hell, and there were many circles that was well said. I relate to that one. The more close you get in, the worse it gets, but you get stuck until they're done with you. In this church, that meant telling you who to marry in your 20s. He might even have a girl get married as a sign and still force her to his bedchamber on demand, tearing her apart mentally in so doing. But even the major congregation agrees. Nobody does anything without the apostles' direction and blessing. That includes marriage, sex, work, everything. Elaborate churches which devotees planned their lives around were built, some say 58, around the world, the largest in Guadalajara, their home base. The church built to the leader's specifications, knowing no limit to the expense. It's God's house, after all. But the people all live in utter poverty and have no real life outside the church in most cases. As the documentary follows each of the Jane Doe's particular true crime story with the church, you'll begin to see the depth of madness. The circle has been complete all this time. He's been rich and enabled by multiple corrupt politicians and landowners who help him expand the church. He supplies a voting block to various campaigns and has enraptured generations of families who believe in the narration of the church clearly brainwashed into extremism by their parents and their parents before them. It's all a lie, and people are the cost. This organization is a hell on earth, was my takeaway from the documentary. The justice came in California, and so at least I can say that my home state did something for these people who Nason Joaquin Garcia and his family treated as play dolls to be destroyed for entertainment purposes. You just can't keep doing that. As one of the young women provided info to federal agents, they were able to bring Nason Garcia up on 26 charges in Los Angeles, including human trafficking, rape, and child pornography. And let's make something clear. He had orchestrated, yeah, Nason Joaquin Garcia had orchestrated the porn. Just what he wanted. This wasn't some random download. He had a factory of sex traffic playthings individuals, including young girls and boys. The adults would help groom, orchestrate, and participate, including sex with aunts and nephews. The No Limit sex cult has destroyed thousands of lives. In multiple cities and countries, the depth is clearly not known, and I'm very glad they included the court scene with the judge telling Nason Garcia that he is a sexual predator. Now, to wrap, I want to say that the reason Nason 
was put in jail for 20 years was not the reason he was charged and brought to trial in the first place. And you will find this shocking and interesting to hear detailed in the documentary. I don't want to spoil it or say it wrong. The thing that is disturbing is that the trial was basically mishandled by the lawyers and the Jane Does ultimately did not get what they want, a life sentence at least. I've been covering sex cults now for a couple of years, sort of focusing on those cults as my main beat. And the fact is that religious pedophiles have ample place to hide in the United States, perhaps around the world. The church is really set up to not have to answer to local or federal laws. They don't pay taxes, though they may butter the fists of local authorities and play with voting blocks. There's a loop written into most democratic countries and certainly in USA with the freedom of religion. This documentary points out what that freedom may enable and asks viewers to evaluate the generational disaster that is enabled by these laws. The fact is the separation of church and state is a ruse. Due to the fact that churches pay no taxes, there's a hands-off policy, as they didn't really pay for police and local city and state services, did they? That hands-off policy leaves the door open for everything you heard here. At what point will we recognize and stop these atrocities, I wonder daily? What laws could and should be written to make it so religious coercion would not work on anyone ever again? That'd be my wish, this cult kid's wish, is that all the accusers of the Luz de Mundo are able to present the beginning of the end of this place. To get your due and to get peace while still in this lifetime, I do wish it for you. Thanks for listening to Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. And always keep critical thinking. Hot Takes of a Cult Kid. Check out frankietees.substack.com for more information.